today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. News coming out of the Prime Minister's office that fully vaccinated U.S. travelers may be allowed into Canada uh, by August. Uh, but again, this uh, just seems to be speculation at the point that we don't see really any hard dates. Let's bring in the mayor of Niagara Falls, Jim Diodati. He is with us now. Jim, thank you for the time. I hope you're doing well. Yeah, doing well, Scott. Nice to be on your show. So what are you hearing from an official status? Because we keep hearing we're talking about it or we're waiting for this or we're waiting for that. Is there any sort of official line? What are you hearing? Well, nothing official. It's obvious that they've put out test balloons just to test the public appeal and, and how people feel about this and if they their opinion is good. And, and I think then they're going to refine the details. And I understand they've been in discussions with the U.S. I do regularly uh, speak with U.S. Uh, congressmen and senators and, and mayors along the border. And I know that I can tell you that the border city mayors in Ontario do have a call scheduled on Monday with Minister Blair. I'm sure we're going to get some more details. And this is what we've been asking them. Share the plan with us. It's been very, very frustrating when businesses are trying to prepare. They need to hire employees, bring in inventory. You need to know the plan. And then people can be prepared because it's not as easy as flipping a light switch. People, a lot of them haven't worked in a year, year and a half. Some have changed careers. Some have retired. Some aren't coming to work. Some are getting served and don't want to work. So it's not as easy as turning on a light switch. And I can tell you one of the big challenges will be human resources problems, getting people to work. So we need we needed the plan. Apparently the plan's being vetted. It's being slipped uh, out and uh, leaked a little bit. We're going to hear all the details next week. And, uh, and, and I think it's about time. We're ready. Whether you're talking uh, to mayors or other politicians, are the feeling is the feeling on both sides of the border, uh, at least within the border towns, is it the same? I mean, uh, does everybody want these uh, open along the border? Oh, yeah. Well, and this is the part that we've been saying, and there's a lot of miscommunication uh, and confusion around the messaging. We're saying do it gradual. Start with fully vaccinated people. And we're not saying for everybody and anybody, just come one, come all and cross the border. We're saying if you've, you're fully vaccinated, you receive both your doses and you can prove it, then that's what we're suggesting. And I mean, even the federal command table has been saying, as a matter of fact, that Dr. Isaac Bogosh has been saying all along that it's a very, very low risk if you're fully vaccinated. So we're saying follow the science of your own health panel and allow people fully vaccinated. I don't think anybody has an issue with that, but there's miscommunication. Some people think we're saying let everybody and anybody. We're not. We're saying do it in a safe way following the science. What about uh, proof of vaccination, Jim? Any any thoughts on that? Because there's been lots of chatter over federal passports, provincial passports, what we need, what we don't need. Is is what you get from the pharmacy or the clinic with that uh, code, is that is that good enough? Do we actually need a physical card? W- what about for you guys along the border? What does that mean for you? Well, that's a great question. And, and the consternation is around the U.S. is not big on any kind of a vaccine passport. They're, they're very much opposed to it. And in Canada, we've got this Arrive Canada app. And I can tell you, for anyone who's actually tried to use it, it's very difficult. It's cumbersome. And I'm not really certain it's going to be successful. You know, I've already talked to people who are coming back from the U.S. and they're trying to do it. And unless you're really proficient with your smartphone, really proficient, know how to input the data, know how to update it, know how to input your, positive, your negative test, 
it's not easy. So that's going to be the challenge, and I think that's why we've had the delays. I think they're realizing better off to get near the herd immunity numbers than have to worry about trying to prove it. And in the U.S., they've got CDC cards. I've seen them, uh, and you can get vaccinated just about anywhere. And, of course, Canada, we're going to use this Arrive Canada app. Regardless, I've got copies. Our whole family, we've all been fully vaccinated. We have copies of the receipts. I've got hard copies, and I've got copies on my smartphone, and we're doing the Arrive Can app. I'm making sure we're ready for when that border opens that we don't have any paperwork to hold us up. That was my next question, Jim. Are you worried that it's going to be, you know, we all know what border lineups are like. Do you think it's going to be chaos once we try to figure out who's been vaccinated, who has not been vaccinated? Yeah, and that's that's the problem with having to have proof of vaccination, and I believe that's why the holdup has been on the Canadian side, not the Americans. So the Americans have been ready to go. They've been wanting to go for quite a while. Matter of fact, I know Chuck Schumer's been saying to our ambassador, and he's been saying to a lot of the Canadian politicians, you know, we may unilaterally open up. So we may open up the U.S. border to Canadians, regardless of what you guys are doing. And that's a bit of a risk for us along the border, because that means... Canadians will take all their leisure money and spend it in the United States, and we won't get a reciprocation of the Americans spending their money here. So that's a very real risk. We're already losing the majority of the summer. And in tourism, it's very dangerous. You know, here we live by the Pareto principle, better known as the 80-20 rule. 80% of the revenue comes in 20% of the time in tourism. And for us, it's largely between July the 1st and Labor Day. And if we go to mid-August, we've even missed the August 1st civic holiday. We're down to one holiday, Labor Day. So we've already uh, put ourselves at a huge disadvantage. Coming, The fact that we've come off a horrible year, it's been, I can't tell you how much of a struggle. And for border towns and tourist towns like Niagara Falls, tourism's like oxygen. It's necessary. 40,000 people, 40,000 count on tourism to feed their families. And, and it's unfortunate that, you know, the weight is really, really hurting them and the restrictions has been difficult. We get safety first. We agree with science-based decisions. But the federal command panel has been saying all along, it's very safe if you're fully vaccinated. So I, 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 hopefully people can understand the frustration that we've been waiting for as we're going through the politics of this. So, yes, the border weight, back to your original question, during the best of times, borders are a challenge, especially since 9-11, where you have to show your passport or your Nexus card. And now if you got to also show proof of vaccination, it's just going to exacerbate already the challenges that we experience typically on the border, which turn a lot of people away from the border because they can't be bothered with the hassle of the land crossings. Are you concerned that Americans won't want to come across for that very reason? You know, maybe their opinion on vaccination is different. They don't they don't want to get the two just to get in or or whatever proof you have to uh, provide to get over. Are you concerned that that will keep Americans away? Well, yeah, everything's a concern, especially in Niagara Falls, where we're Canada's number one leisure destination. And typically, 25% of the visitors here come from the U.S., but they represent 50% of the revenue. So half of the revenue that comes here comes from the U.S. It's been shut off for a year and a half. We're not 100% sure when it's going to open up. And yet, we're concerned that they may have decided to go elsewhere for their vacations and other destinations for their, their leisure spending. So definitely, because the Americans represent the number one uh, tourist 
tourists that come here d- despite or outside of our domestic tourists. And yeah, it's definitely a concern. We don't want them to decide to go somewhere else other than here. So you had something we think about all the time. What's the recovery going to look like? And, and I'll say, you know, we are definitely resilient in tourism. We've dealt with 9-11, H1N1, mad cow, currency fluctuations. We deal with a lot of things. We always bounce back because that's what we do. But there has never been a challenge like this. This is a tsunami, and the rest are just little rainfalls. And dealing with this one, I'm really concerned because there's a lot of people desperately hanging on. They're into their lines of credit. They're, they owe a lot of money. They're stressed. They've got a lot of challenges going on. I'm, I'm really worried because the money they make during the summer will carry them through the winter until next season. And a lot of them haven't made enough money yet to make it. Uh, obviously, Niagara Falls has has weathered a lot of storms, uh, and as as being the attraction it is, it's certainly not going to going away. It will return at one point. But any idea how long it will take for businesses to recover from this? I mean, presuming that next season is normal, you're going to get the the back half of this one. It looks like, but presuming next season is normal, how long does it take to recover? Does it take at least a full year? Well, you know, it's, that's a great question, and it's the question we're all asking ourselves, and, and nobody knows the exact answer. The best we can do is, is a good guess, and based on last and, and past challenges, which have not been anywhere near this challenge, and, and we're guessing, and all the experts are saying, probably two to three years to recover to this, assuming we don't have any other waves, assuming we don't have any other major challenges, any other international disasters. We're thinking two to three years under best case scenario. And and the other frustration we're dealing with, I mean, even the casino is still not open. Uh, now this weekend, starting today, we're finally into the third step of the provincial lockdown where things are opening up. Uh, the frustration before, so I'll give you an example. Last weekend, last Saturday, the city was packed. But Sunday, because it was a sunny day, Sunday was quiet. And the reason, because if you're here with your family eating on a patio and it rains, which it's been doing a lot lately, you cannot go indoors. So your option is to go sit in your car or go home. So that's been a real frustration. And now we're going to open up the inside. So every weekend we're learning more of what people are willing to do and what their habits are going to be. So this will be an interesting weekend. Now that the insides are open, now that casinos can open now, our casinos will not open until next week because they're a huge employer. 4,000 people at our casinos in Niagara Falls have been unemployed. Well, they're calling them back, and it takes time. So how many people will come back, and how long will they be here, and how much will they spend? And So it's one of these experiments that you won't know until you do the actual experiment, and each time you do that, you learn more, and then you can foresee the trajectory. But our best guesses at this point are two to three years for a full recovery. Talk a bit about staffing, because we've certainly seen in the tourism and, and hospitality uh, how difficult it is, uh, be, it is for them to, to bring staff back and, and get back into it and such. Uh, obviously, you're a city that, that depends on this uh, all year round. How, how difficult will it be, or, or are there enough there to, to get back up and get it running? 
Well, that is going to be the biggest challenge right now. And I've been on a number of calls and a number of Zooms. And human resources staffing is the number one issue right now facing the entire hospitality industry, period. Not just tourism, but hospitality. And we're, we're very grateful to the government for all the programs and subsidies. And I want to be clear. They've been great. They've done all that they can do so that we don't drown. But, I mean, it's just enough to keep your head above water. And that's the situation. But the CERB, as an example, it's a double-edged sword. In one end, it's great because it's what allowed people to survive. But the downside is some people have become comfortable getting these checks and not working where a lot of people have made the decision they're not going to start working until the CERB runs out in the fall. Mm-hmm. So that's a big problem when you've got. We've certainly heard some of the Jim. We've certainly heard something some on that uh, anecdotally. But is is that actually the case where people aren't coming to work because they're still getting paid to stay home? Yes, and even though they can make more money working, and certainly with tips, some of them said, "You know, I'm just gonna. It's been a stressful year. Yeah. I'm just taking the rest of summer off until kids go back to school. Uh, we're just gonna we're gonna gather and we're just gonna hang out as a family, and we're not going back to work. And we made the decision. And and I know this firsthand as a fact. Uh, I can tell you the hotels trying to get chambermaids is very difficult, and they're paying in the twenties per hour uh, for chambermaids. It's not that they're not willing to pay, and that goes for Wait staff, server staff, back of house, kitchens, you know, they're having a real struggle getting people back to work. And even with the kids in Niagara Falls, all the students work. And any kid who grew up here knows you paid for your college, your university. Everybody worked in tourism and hospitality at some point in their life, directly or indirectly. And even there, they're struggling because kids don't know, are they going back to university? Is it going to be virtual again? It's, it's so up in the air, nobody knows. But the, what I can tell you, on the ground, what's happening, they're struggling to get enough people to come and work. And that's been one of the holdbacks now for businesses opening up. Jim Diodati with his mayor of Niagara Falls as Ontario enters the next step of reopening. Niagara Falls is ready. Jim, thanks for the time. Good luck. Be well. Thanks. You too, Scott. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.